0: Osiris.
1: Hey, this is Chris Pandolfi from the Infamous String Dusters, and this podcast is part of the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics. Check them out for all kinds of new music, news, and information. Osiris. Welcome in to episode one twelve of the bluest tape. I'm Harvey Couch, alongside Jeff Coleth, and thanks for joining us, uh, one and all, Jeff. So it's been um, it's been a minute since we've we've gathered together. Our last episode, I think, was sit and ski. We had our uh, our fifteen year sit and ski uh, retrospective. Uh-huh. We're, we're gathering again, again together for another uh, anniversary uh, tour review but i feel like there's i feel like a lot has changed in the world since we've last talked um so so maybe we should just sort of you know catch up a little bit how are things in your world
2: as long as uh, everybody stays healthy i think everything is okay you know the usual bouts of illness no uh none of the none of the covid coming through our house we we're vaccinated in our house so that's good yeah, um, and I have been for a while. Other families vaccinated too, so so that's good. But you know, yeah. work is uh, slowly coming back, and the weather has turned, and uh, we crowned some national champions and some sports and some things. And True. Uh, concerts are slowly but surely coming back. So we are, we're we're getting there it's not we're not gonna be there there but we're we're getting there at this
1: point yeah yeah we uh so we're yeah we're we're all vaccinated here we had, we went over to a friend's like you know a sort of celebratory you know we're all vaccinated let's hang out inside and um and so the kids were playing and and the grown-ups were playing we, we played some board games and the kids were hanging out and and then like I think. It was the next day one of the kids started sniffling and then the other kid started sniffling. And then that went around the house pretty, you know, pretty good cold, but I swear I hadn't had a cold in a year. (laughs) I mean, literally I had not had any sort of, you know, viral, uh, infection since, uh, since before March, 2020. So, uh, that was, I'm still now I'm just now kind of getting over it, but, um, yeah, that's that's changes things. Feels good to be able to get out a little bit.
2: Sure, and you uh, you saw a concert last night.
1: I did. Yeah, I uh, so it wasn't like my first post COVID because I did I got to see Warren back in October in Connecticut, but uh, this was my first, I guess, hometown show. Uh, a buddy got uh, a table at Keller Williams at our local um, music venue, and it was really, I mean. I'm fine. Keller Williams is fun. I mean, it was fine. It was a good, you know, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, yeah. it was interesting. You
2: got down to freaker by the speaker, I'm sure. Right. I did. Uh, yeah.
1: It was a highlight of the show. Um, but it was interesting because the the venue is called the Burl and I don't know if you've ever been around uh, Lexington. It's, it's a relatively new, I think they got, they started it maybe six or seven years ago. It was an old gas station that they, I think they put a lot of money into it. It's a really nice sounding room and, um, but it's a little small. I mean, I think inside it probably holds maybe four or 500 people. Um, But you you can get some, they got some pretty good acts coming through, you know, and that would sell out. um, But they've started doing these outdoor shows basically in their parking lot. And um, they can get like, like 1400 people outside you know and so they they're getting some pretty decent acts like i don't think they could get keller williams inside you know what i mean like i think he's too big and then they just announced uh grace potter was playing outside and um so you gotta buy like a four or six seat table and um but uh and they've got it worked out pretty well because the 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 parking lot is sort of slanted and so where they set up the stage like basically uh the the porch of the main venue looking out on the stage and then this or looking out on the parking lot and the parking lot kind of slopes up and uh it's it's nice it's a nice little you know for for sitting at a in a folding chair around a plastic table in a parking lot uh it's <laughs> it's, it's you know it's not bad um, so that, well, uh, but the show was show- good it was fun it started at six you oh. know which is awesome that for just makes, an that old just makes man. too
2: much sense
1: Oh, for a Sunday night. I mean, of course. Uh, and I mean, I think part of it is it's kind of in a neighborhood and they're playing outside. Right. And it's amplified. So I don't think they can play super late. But yeah, we were done. I mean, I was home because I, you know, I live kind of out in the in the boonies. Um, I mean, I was home at like 920 or something. That was awesome. That's It dream. was totally awesome. I know. So uh, so I'm all about that. So we'll see. I, I mean, I really, I am excited. Uh, it, we'll, we'll get into a panic tour a little bit, but I feel like we're really on the verge of, I mean, I'm not going to say it's like the golden age of concerts, but I really think like, you know, the artists are itching to get out, right? Obviously the venues are, you know, are, are, in dire need of, you know, activity, you know, of events. And so, uh, I just, I feel like we're going to, it's going to just be, this calendar is going to fill up really quickly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, even, you know, I got, I got a little concerned when Tedesky trucks band, uh, pulled the plug on their, on the wheels, of soul tour again. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like, ugh, you know, I was, even though nothing was really close to Memphis I was still trying to figure out a way it could go see something and then they announced that they're doing a tour but as Tedesky trucks Sands band and it will sort of reflect the 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 fireside sessions that they did with different sized bands and really won't know until they announce before the gig how many how many players will be on stage so that's kind of exciting and then they announced uh two gigs in murfreesboro so oh, i nice. um, think we're gonna go to those in june um so, yes, it's nice to see some things opening back up. They canceled Beale Street Festival for again this year, which would have been this coming weekend, I think. Um, mm. But we have Mempho Fest coming in October, first weekend in October. And you said that there are some rumors about maybe Panic being there, um, which would be great. That's just like literally up the street from where I'm sitting right now. So we could even do like an on-location uh, <laughs> show We're from the parking lot. Yeah. We could get media passes or something.
1: Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so, is that a how long? How long has that festival been happening?
2: This would be the fourth year, I guess. Uh, it used to be out at Shelby Farms Park. Well, no, it's the third because the first two years, and then last year they didn't do it. And it's been out mm-hmm. at Shelby Farms Park. First year, Isbel and uh, Anderson Park um, were, were the big headliners. Two years ago, it was Post Malone and somebody else. And then okay. uh, some hip hop stuff, and
1: then so, last year they didn't do it. So, so definitely diverse. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not a hippie or a, or an no, Americana no, festival.
2: No, it's definitely gone the trend. Followed the trend of Bonnaroo, you know, or mm-hmm. it's a little bit of any little bit of everything for people. Um, but it's cool that they're doing it at the botanic gardens the venue there is it's just a big field but it's really nice and stage is good it'll sound good and it's again it's in a neighborhood so it'll start or er, start and end early so nice big fan yes
1: um so will the i guess the murfreesboro uh tedeschi trucks show will be your first that's the, uh, the next the yeah. first scheduled show back or we're i mean i know see, you've
2: you've you had the, the
1: private justin timberlake show and uh <laughs> You know, but as far as like a real big main, you know, public event.
2: Uh, well, we had Southern Avenue at the museum, um, which was up for a, a streaming broadcast. And I, we're going to see Southern Avenue again in a couple weeks at the Botanic Gardens, just up the street. Oh, nice. okay. um, they're doing an outdoor show. So I think that'll be the first like real, real show. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a, this Coming from Wisconsin, I never thought I'd say this, but like I didn't miss going into a bar, and so I don't really, I'm not really like clamoring to like go to a bar show anytime. Mm-hmm. Soon. But mm-hmm. I would like to go somewhere where I can enjoy a show, but within my own space,
1: right? No, no, I know that was we were talking about that last night of like the the old, especially you know, so the early show, and then the old man being able to just sit at the table and not have anybody bug you. Like it was really like, I'm kind of down with it. Like I'll pay a little bit more if that's what I got to do. And uh, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna be able to see like, you know, big acts like that, but for smaller shows, then I'm totally on board with that. Um, They, the um,
2: Levitt shell, the, out, one of the big outdoor venues here at Overton park, they booked some pod shows, for like North Mississippi all-stars who are from just down the road in Hernando. And of course have played in Memphis, you know, forever. Um, but they booked these pod shows and they're like $400 for a pod up to eight, I think eight or six and like sold them out within just like hours. So, yeah.
1: Well, people are just dying right for, for, for music, but no, for sure. And that they, uh, Billy strings uh, announced two shows in Louisville at the riverfront park where they do, um, what's the festival that they do? I forget.
2: Oh, the Forecastle?
1: Uh, Forecastle, yeah. And um did a pod, so it's all pods and I mean it's sold out in like minutes and then they added a third show on a Sunday and then it sold out in in minutes. So um so that's yeah, that's our next show. We're doing a Friday night there, so that'll be fun. But um yeah, looking forward to to seeing some some music so um yeah so let, let's run down i mean i'm sure everybody who's listening to this knows the uh knows the panic tour but it's kind of not i mean it, it kind of came out a little bit in bits and pieces and so and now that it's kind of all settled i imagine that maybe there might be we talked about Memphis, maybe one other run i don't know i mean there's some space in there right so first shows back are uh in austin uh three nights in the middle of august and then um, and then two weeks later, three nights in Napa at the r- at the river stage out there. I know a couple folks go into that. I'm sure that'll be fun. And apparently that's like right at uh, harvest time, like in the vineyards, like it's like oh, yeah. the time to be out in Napa. Oh. Um, they take uh, a couple weeks, I guess about three weeks off and then head to New York City and do another residency at the Beacon theater five nights uh, at the beacon, which sold out immediately and seeing the cost of those tickets, uh, and like for the cost of like a five night run, um, (laughs) of tickets. And then the, and then like the people that don't live in New York, the imagine, like imagine the cost of spending five nights in New York city, uh, and then go, I just, I don't even know. It's like way more than going to Mexico. I got (laughs) to (laughs) think. But uh, I'm sure those shows will be a ton of fun. And then they take a, like a whole month off, so from September 20th to October 21st, and then they come back and do the four nights uh, at Milwaukee at the Riverside Theater, which has become a a big uh, annual uh, event for them. Uh, and have you, have you have we talked about this? Have you you haven't been to any of those shows, right? I mean, you've seen them in Milwaukee before, but you haven't been no. in the 3.0. No. Riverside's
2: um, a great great venue, though.
1: Nice. And then uh, and then they take three weeks off and then it's three nights in Chicago at the Chicago Theater uh, for, you know, right before Thanksgiving. And then finally, the four nights at the Fox for New Year's. So um, everything's sold out. I think maybe Napa, you can get some tickets, but but everything else is sold out. Um, So a lot of demand. Um, Hopefully maybe we get one more run if you could if you were you'd take your personal feelings out i mean obviously my personal would be like well you know yeah put a three-night run at the palace in there somewhere Mm -hmm. but um you know as an as an independent uh arbiter what would make sense if they were gonna maybe add one more multi-night run
2: Uh, i think a outdoor venue in early fall would be quite a nice ad so i would mm. say oak mountain Ooh. Um, or perhaps the uh ascend in nashville
1: yeah they've done ascend was that was that like labor day one year but then i felt like it was like early october one year or two maybe yeah and um but I and they used that, to do oak mountain down there like in late uh they did late september in 99 right yeah. so that seems like a good time for for Alabama,
2: so I would uh, I would vote for one of those. Yeah, I like that. It's some outdoor venues, though. Um, yeah, they only got the uh,
1: the Napa Oxbow outdoors, I'm guessing. Right.
2: So, yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, so everything else is indoors and smallish, um, where where nobody has wanted to be for the last uh, year. <laughs> um, I looked just so I could you know Panic's last gig was on March second of 2020. Um, which is the longest break that they've had, probably since what?
1: I mean, O four. Do you think did they take that long off? And between a full year, O three and full of, year, if, uh, I feel like they yeah.
2: they did. But um, what was the last song that they played before, or the last song they played at the Beacon?
1: Um, I have no idea.
2: Uh, life during wartime.
1: Which, okay. Which well, that's I think
2: was sort of remar-
1: remarkably prescient.
2: Yeah. So good job, guys.
1: <laughs> um, I know there's been lots of talk about what will be the first song back, right? And uh, it'll be interesting to see. I feel like the band does really good with that, but I also feel like they, it's not going to be anything too on the nose. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be something that, that makes sense, but isn't like, you know, over the top.
2: Maybe just something totally tone deaf, you know, like Dying Man or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, they would never do that. Um, only, no. a, only a punk band would open with a song, right? Um, yeah, I think that'll be good speculation. And uh, Schools is working on some new solo projects. Uh, I saw Farmer Dave and uh, see a lot of that stuff on Instagram. So looks like they're everybody's keeping busy.
1: Yeah, yeah. JoJo's done a couple of solo shows, and uh, JB plays. So, golf. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, I want to give, before we, uh, before we get into spring 96, um, I want to give just sort of a tip. I've been doing this like on all my like work zoom calls. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to treat this as, you know, the, the largest zoom call that I'll do, uh, you know, this week, Um uh, anybody out there, if you have not recently changed, the password on your bank account or any sort of financial thing, just go ahead and do that. It's a, I think it's good practice to do every once in a while, especially if you don't have like a password manager or something where you can do like a super, you know, complex 24 character, you know, something um, that's just a tip because here's, here's what happened to my wife, my dear wife. It's cause it's, obviously her fault and not mine. Um, we, we were the victims of, of some pretty significant, uh, uh, you know, fraud check fraud, I guess is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the, it resulted from the fact that she had, you know, we use, I know you're, you're an Android guy. Does your wife have an iPhone? Does yeah, she, have, she does. Okay. All right. Well, let think uh, that makes sense mm-hmm. for your family. Um, <laughs> But so, you know, we use uh, like the face ID, like to unlock things or to store You can store all your passwords and like you can get apps. So like our banking app, you know, you just use your face ID to unlock and open, you know, which seems super safe. And like, you know, nobody can can fake that. Right. But but what happened was that she had had not had to type in her password for so long that she didn't realize that the password that she used for her bank account was like the oldest, simplest password, uh, you know, that she's ever had. Right. I mean, it's the one that she has been using for everything forever before she started having to use like complex passwords. Mm-hmm. So it, I guess, apparently. And so then she never even thought about it or realized it, but you know, as, as tends to happen, these things, you know, end up in, in these leaks or, you know what I mean? People, people get access to your passwords. And, uh, so somebody, uh, got her password logged into, uh, the bank account, uh, changed all the contact information. And then at the, at that moment did what's called an email blast or flood. She got, uh, like 400 spam messages in the, in a matter of an hour overnight, one night. And, um, they'd signed her up for all these mailing lists. And what it did was it hid the actual email from the bank that said, Hey, your bank account contact information got changed just FYI. And so it, and I don't know that we actually ever even got that because we never saw it, but I think that, you know, the scammers didn't know. And that's what they do is they do these blasts so that they cover up a legitimate email, you know, in this flood of spam. And, uh, so anyway, so they got her, uh, Got her login, um, got the account number for our joint account, had checks printed, Mm. um, charged the account for the checks, and then had somebody write a check for the full balance of our savings account and deposit it into his checking account in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. And um, we're not, you know, we're not a bit, like we mostly, like whatever comes in our account goes out of our account every month. I mean, like we don't, you know what I mean? Like we're, you know, we're, we're not rolling in it or anything, but um, we haven't done anything for the last year. Right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we've managed to save it. And then plus the government has, you know, has sent us a few checks. You got your stimmy. Um, we, yeah, we got our uncle Joe money. And uh, so we actually had a decent amount of money in there and they wiped it out completely. Oh, and uh, so it, It's just a, it's just a tip, change your password. Um, you never know what could happen. And, uh, it's, it's easy to feel safe and man, when you don't feel safe, you feel, it's just, it doesn't feel good at all. You know what I mean? When somebody's up in your stuff,
2: you got it back.
1: So, yeah. So we got it back apparently, and I'm still not, I haven't like filed a thing with the police or anything. I, I probably need to. Um, I mean, because we got our money back, but yeah. I want to know what happened because like the, the guy depo- like, so it was in this guy's name in Jackson, Mississippi, and he deposited the check into his checking account. And like, it was still there when she caught it. She luckily caught it the next day. I mean, we didn't get any kind of notification. She just looked at her account and she was like, there's $35 left. Oh, and, um, and so when she went to the bank that they like called the bank who had deposited the check and the money was still in the guy's account and they're like yeah he's just like a he's a seven year old guy he's been banking here for 30 years so they think that maybe he was you know he was scammed as well like sure. they you know how this i don't know i don't even know how that stuff works right but it's like you know we'll give you this check and you write us a check for you know so basically give him fake money to get real money and um so yeah, so they were able to just get the money back from the other bank like immediately and then put it back in our uh, account. So Oof. um that it could have I guess been been worse, but uh yeah. That was certainly super scary. Like the 6 hours between we don't have any money and we got our money back was that was not fun. Oof,
2: um that it all turned out, man. That's Yeah. So that's
1: the moral of the story change your passwords, make sure they're super complicated.
2: Thanks. Thanks for the life tips. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just don't that think was, about this. That, that, that was a very dad, dad speech, but it came from a place of uh, experience <laughs> and terror. So I feel like that everybody can relate to it as opposed to, um, you know, just creating some sort of scenario to scare us straight.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. That's one well, of those. That's always the best way to, you know, if you can speak from experience, but yeah. Yeah. And the thing that really got me though, was the whole, like, that she just never thought that her password was super simple because she never had to put it in. And then it was like, Oh yeah. My, I mean, it wasn't literally like password one, two, three, but I mean, it, it could have been right. I mean, it was like, um, super simple. And, uh, so anyway,
2: fish fish, fish water for right.
1: <laughs> um, Anyway, so that's, that's my tip for the day. Um, so do that. Um, what else is going on, Jeff? I got you uh, addicted to a new hobby.
2: You did, yes. The uh, and you you can p- explain it better than me, probably.
1: Um, well, I mean, I've talked about a little bit, I think, on the show my my uh, my history with uh, sports simulation board games, and, the, and and honestly, through the pandemic, has been a been a good outlet for creativity and like escapism. Um, and uh, so there's a, there's a company out of Colorado is basically just like a, a guy and his son uh, called play games, P L A Y um, check out their, their website. And um, he makes all these different sports games. A lot of like, you know, he does like baseball, football, you know, hockey, soccer, but he also does like bowling and, lacrosse and you know sort of more of obscure stuff and so he's got uh so i've been playing i've been playing like football and baseball and golf from him for a while and then people have loved his nascar game and i i wanted to buy that as well but i was like i just there's just too many i can't buy anymore and so i said well you know maybe i should give it to jeff for his birthday and so i did that and and i there was like a little part of me that was kind of hoped that you wouldn't like it. And then you would give it to me (laughs) so that I wouldn't. um, But luckily it seems like you enjoyed it to, uh, you know, to a to to a point.
2: I did. I reran the entire uh, 1989 NASCAR season and uh, it was good. It was fun. How many races is that?
1: How many races?
2: 29. 29.
1: Um, And what's, what's it take to, to do is about an hour for a race or.
2: Yeah. There are some that are a little bit shorter, but um, we had a couple that ended early because of rain. Um, Mm. We killed Daryl Waltrip off like like race six, which was shocking, a shocking result. Um, And I mean, and
1: to be fair, I mean, to be fair to the, to the game designer, I mean, I think that is a quite rare, very rare result
2: yes um, it was like you had, you had to, to roll. roll you had to roll 13 like three times in a row or something like like a one in a three like three times in a row yeah. um but uh but no it's been good except the, the hard part is is that since um i'm using people that are real and at racetracks that are real that i have to um sort of it's been hard to be like oh well of course that guy won even though i know that that would have been impossible in 1989 Mm. so we maybe cut a couple corners here and there to get a result that made a little bit more sense um but it still ended up being basically the way that it was with the top three or top three or four in the real standings. in that year ended up the top three or four in the fake ones, um, different. How
1: did, how did your there. guy, uh, did Cole outperform himself or.
2: No, um, he won a race, which he won one race in 1989 in actuality. Um, but, uh, didn't have a lot of consistency started off the season a little rough. Um, But he, uh, but no, it was fun. It was a good, like you said, it was a good, uh, after bedtime, uh, activity Mm -hmm. and you can watch some streaming television or whatever too while you do it or listen to spring 96 panic tour.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then now what I'm trying to talk you into your next project is that they, that he does these fictional leagues too. And and, which is nice because then you really don't have any baggage, right? You're creating, now you're just creating something completely, um, fictional and you know in your imagination and that's what i've been doing recently baseball and football these fictional leagues and so i think that should be your next project
2: i've got another one it's i like re, i like uh fake reality how about that
1: mm. mm-hmm.
2: so I'll, I'll probably stick with those
1: okay i think the next he's doing the what was cool wiki's like big year was it 90, 92 yeah 92. Exactly, i think 92. I think he said. I think that's the next release, like the next uh, classic release he's doing.
2: And then I hope to do the uh, 1960 CFL season. I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. He has a Canadian football game, which is like you would seem is is like well, it's just regular football, but apparently Canadian football is quite different. You know, I mean, obviously longer field, uh, fewer downs. Right. They only get three downs to get a first down. Mm -hmm. Um, Scoring. There's a lot of different things. Yeah, and then different types of defenses and yeah, there are 12 players on the field, maybe. All right. Oh,
2: oh, that's, that seems very Canadian. Yeah. We yeah.
1: Um, right. Well, I don't know. So anyway, that's yeah. Check that out. If you, what's the sad, they? Did, could they've be, been, they played any football, Canadian football since the pandemic. Uh, I
2: don't
1: no, know. they have not.
2: We'll be firing uh, up soon. I would imagine.
1: Yeah. Go for the gray cup. Um, all right well uh i think that's all the uh all the important stuff that we've covered so far so appreciate everybody uh you know this is as much as anything this is jeff and i's uh, you know opportunity to catch up because we don't get to talk you know normally except on the podcast so um all right so spring 96 jeff 25 years ago uh as we as this podcast is released hopefully uh will be the final night of the spring 96, uh, tour, April okay. 28th. Um, it had started, um, a little over a month earlier on March 22nd. So, uh, not a super long, you know, uh, in time, about a month and a week, uh, tour, but would you say, wh- where, where's this rank in your all time favorite tours?
2: Um, I mean, I would say for a long time, it was my favorite tour. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's probably shifted slightly, um, as I've become, uh, maybe a little bit more fond of fall
1: 96. Fall 96. So at first I thought you were going to say summer, but then I started looking at the fall and I was like, I bet it's going to say fall. So, yeah, no, Uh, I mean, all, all of them very good. They're all good. It's a
2: great year. It's my, still
1: my favorite year, but,
2: uh, I'm also a fan of, uh, um, fall 97 too. So, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a, it's a good tour. They packed a lot into that short duration. Um, a few sort of, uh, um, solo, solo shows, meaning shows that didn't really have any, um, anything on either side of them had a big gap between shows, uh, April 5th, April 9th, but a lot. And then the big gap between the 14th and the 18th, but multi and multiple multi-night, you know, three, four, or in some instances, five nights in a row, um, throughout the tour when they were a little bit, when, when they were a little bit younger and able to, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they're doing five nights in a row in the beacon, but they're not traveling five nights. So, um, but some some great shows. Um really the energy and the momentum coming out of out of uh sit and ski is evident. Um not every show is perfect, but the energy is there most nights and when it's on, it's really it's really on. Um there's several shows. Obviously the the all-time champion, panic show champion, four three ninety-six is part of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um uh, that did win, right? <laughs> uh,
1: I'm pretty sure. Yes, it did. It did. It, sure.
2: beat, it beat Halloween 2000. Yeah. Um,
1: it was really but, close, uh, though. I mean, it was like it was, it was really within a you know a few yeah. votes. Yeah.
2: Um, but lots of other good shows, you know, throughout too, and um, some kind of some 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 surprises and or set list surprises here and there. Um, but also starting to work out that format, which they the two set show um we don't really see the the whole the true format come into later in the year where we we do get into the nine song first set you know 10 11 songs second set with drums you know one or two song encore become sort of locked in for a number of years but this is where you start to see see that transition begin there's still a few shows where there isn't drums um mm-hmm. there's some stuff really interesting things at the end of shows in terms of song placement that would have been either post drums or just sort of um some strange places to see songs that you don't really uh, do. Again, I think they're really trying to, they're still figuring it all out. A lot of college gigs, smaller gigs. Um, One of their last private shows, or maybe the last private show they ever did, the uh, Denison University show on 419, Um, which I'm sure there were non-Denison University students there.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I remember, (laughs) because that was right in... um well, I don't mean to jump in, but here, but yeah, that was like, um, it was in between I mean, I s- your two shows. Yeah. So, well, I didn't get, go to the Bellarmine show. I must've had, you know, college something happening, but, uh, but hmm. um, yeah, but it, well, we went to, we went to the Johnson city show three twenty eight and we went to the Buckhannon show on four twenty, And and, um, and I, and remember like meeting up with guys in the parking lot before the Buckhannon show. And they had come from, the Granville show and we and we knew that that was, you know, like a private show. Like it was on the tour dates, but it was, you know, it said private show and so it was like, you know, don't show up basically. And these guys, you know, had they had showed up, you know, and they were like, yeah, hey, we got in, no problem," kind of thing. And we were we were like, "Oh, man, we should have gone." But uh anyway, that the, you know, the 420 show made up for it. But um and uh yeah, a lot of uh I mean, the thing that really struck me uh, you know, the first show that I would just, I can, maybe it's more in hindsight, but just really that the band was excited about plugging in and turning it up loud and just, you know, they'd done the sit and ski thing and now it's ready to, to rock and roll and put all that stuff to uh, all the stuff that they, you know, experimented with and learned and, you know, messed up or got right as sit and ski and, and put it into effect with the full, you know, six headed monster. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll, the, the first part of the first really we'll go kind of show by show and, you know, speak up, speak out about some highlights, but um, they uh, yes, there's some heavy, some heavy panic early on in this tour.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, even just right out of the gate, right at that little rock show. I mean, yes. Yeah. You know,
2: uh, the little rock the rock. The
1: Right, the rock Avis rock uh, to start things off, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, don't don't mean, that whole show through. is pretty pretty dark.
2: Yeah, why don't we just go through go through the shows?
1: Yeah, so um, I I mean I'll speak to the ones that you know uh,
2: yeah, that I'm familiar with,
1: right? Um, but I definitely think that that Little Rock show is is worth seeking out if you if you haven't listened to that uh, the whole. You know, first set is really, really strong and there's no drums. Um, you got like, you know, second set is driving, tire shoes, driving Genesis Junior Pusher Man and then Airplane Love Tractor to close out. I mean, that's, that's really that's really <laughs> stellar stuff.
2: Yeah, this is a good show and um, there's one that I guess when collecting trading tapes i guess it didn't elude me for a long time but i had a hard time finding a good copy Mm -hmm. um, at least one that didn't have digi noise on it harvey um Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah this was actually i think it was spring 96 was i think one of my first major uh uh conversion projects from dat to shin
1: Mm.
2: remember shins remember the good old days oh yeah i could do that on my uh do that and with my
1: That uh, port DAT and your DAT Windows, port, your Windows yeah. ninety five computer. That's right, you man. Do that. Um,
2: um, so three twenty two <laughs> is a great show with the uh, yeah rock Avis rock opener, and then they uh, head up to Kansas City on three twenty three March twenty third Soldiers and Sailors Memorial Hall. Deadhead played there um, earlier. Obviously, you know earlier um panic played there again uh opening the summer 97 tour mm-hmm. at that venue uh, 621 97 starting off this show with uh, henry parsons died um we get the 96 special of uh smoke and burn happy solace pilgrims kind of all mm-hmm. right in a wad together so good to see that that continued on um proving blackout proving to open the second set um but a, another good solid show um uh, in Kansas city.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, smoke and burn sort of at the, at the tail end of its, uh, you know, life cycle, I guess it, it, or at least, you know, as far as like regular rotation that they continue to play it in the summer. And that was pretty much it. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is good. And then the next night in, uh, in Omaha, Nebraska always seems to be good shows in Omaha. Uh, and he had the very first chic, in the encore on 324.
2: Yeah, this is uh we'd played uh some stuff from this show before. Great Hat Hatfield opener is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, mid first set, Papas snuggled in between a Little Kin and a Send Your Mind. Um, second set, I that Lowrider Mercy Nobody's Fault is really good and dark. And then a Wrangler Diner after that. Um, and then yeah, the first, the first chic to uh, mm-hmm. to show up uh chic, Mr. Soul. So a nice double cover uh, encore for this show.
1: And I feel like if you're listening to uh to spring 96 shows, like look at like late first set mm-hmm. um, usually like, you know, but like seventh, eighth song in that area is like, there's usually always something really cool happening. And then usually like, third, fourth song of the second set. I feel like those were the spots where they really got creative with, mm-hmm. you know, segues and, and stretching songs out and stuff more often than not. Those were the, the sweet spots in spring 96. Um, the next night in Columbia, Missouri, the university of Missouri, March
2: 26th or two nights later is a, another good example of that. Um, a mid set walk on tall boy, tire shoes, galleon love tractor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um, love galleon we've ex- we've we've spoken fondly of galleon but i love it coming out of a tie or shoes and then a nice uh jack postcard closer for the first set um second set the the end is what always has stood out to me about this show driving chili driving disco um, yeah some classic some classic panic there and then just throwing a little help me somebody on there at the end kind of a <laughs> goofy little jojo number yeah. um put at the end and uh yeah just another another solid show they such a strong start to the tour in the midwest um and then they head east and then they catch up with harvey couch in johnson city tennessee
1: yeah i mean that's a it's a pretty decent haul for, yeah. for one for one night to get from columbia missouri to, to east tennessee <laughs> mm-hmm. but um but they made it there in time and that's you know again i, I don't know I talked about this 20 times, but if you've never heard this show, please, please just, I don't know, pause, pause the podcast right now and go, go pull it up and listen to it. Cause there's, um, there's not many weak spots. The first set is just, uh, large, um, with a big last straw, dear Mr. Fantasy, <laughs> you know, mid first set vacation rebirth of port song, and then closes with a proving ground sandwich, um, uh, you get a, a rock walking rock in the second set, uh machine bar stools, and then uh really nice post drums, please Conrad. Uh I I like that. I mean that's a that is uh quintessential for me, panic. Um and then a fun fun encore. She caught the Katie Dream Song Red Beans. I like that.
2: Yeah, that's a great encore. I that's so fast, they're, right? They're, yeah, there Yeah. I love the um the second set. First set's awesome. I love the second set. I love the Gradle after Rock, and then mm. the mach- and the Pickin after Machine Barstools. I know mm. Pickin's not one of my favorite songs, and I've always seen it as sort of like the change of pace song. Um, but it's interesting that they surround bar- Machine Barstools with Gradle, like like two change of pace songs, sort of around uh, Machine Barstools, and then going into that one by one drums please conrad and then yeah the encore is so cool um Mm -hmm. because there's a uh the Kate. you you try to figure out it's like well what was the throw what was the throw in song was it was it red beans they'd done dream song red beans encores before or was it the? but she caught the caddy she caught the katie thrown in at the beginning
1: right Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I love great love a three song encore. And and this is really to me the start of this stretch from here through um well through four three and really even four four after that. Um it was just really really strong, strong shows. Uh the next night at the Carolina Coliseum uh in South Carolina, uh you get a fish water opener. Um second set opens Cream Puff Hatfield Arlene. I mean, geez. And then, uh, and then a really (laughs) a low spark blackout blues encore. So um, they're just you can can feel the energy just sort of crackling off the stage during the show too.
2: We played the uh, Cream Puff Hatfield Arlene before. Um, It's probably this is probably one of my three favorite shows of the tour, Um, and it's because of the energy. The I mean the cream the energy of Cream Puff is just Mm -hmm. through the roof. Like, and then JB's got the little jbism before the set starts something about how this is this is a request we made for ourselves or something like mm-hmm. that so um yeah and then it's 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 just a great it's just a great show from start to finish the tape sound really awesome too for being in a in a big in the basketball arena and uh and
1: uh yeah no and ground. you know and for for you you know i'm, I'm sure there weren't any nerds there but like <laughs> they brought back uh cream puff at halloween 95 for the first time and you know whatever to, years 900 some shows uh and then this is the next time so you know if uh this was the fr- you know first indication that that it was back in the rotation i guess is what i'm saying it had yeah. been uh, you know didn't didn't play it at all uh during sitinski uh and then it comes back here on the you know seventh or eighth show of the tour uh with a with a vengeance
2: And then, uh, the next night they head to Elon college, uh, for the third of right at the the hump show, the middle show of a five night run, um, March 30th, um, again, using Harvey's using a Harvey's own words, uh, mid set worry followed by a mid set Papa's home, Mm -hmm. um, and then second set, uh, the AFD ain't no use. Junior is really nice, but for me, it's always been that uh, Genesis airplane, impossible diner that yeah. mid that mid uh, second set. And then, but just before that, the very first Greta.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. And early you know, Greta's
2: are a little rough, but
1: uh, I know, But I love them. They, get, they, they I get like them. Yeah. And I really do. I I think the early ones are so much fun. Like, even though they, you can tell they're still trying to figure it out, but there's just, there's something about it. Like, I don't know if it's like how Todd, you know, it's like Todd leads it with the drums at the beginning and then, and then Jojo drops in and it's just, I don't know. It's party music to me. (laughs) Um, Whereas, yeah, I feel like later on it's like, you know, I mean, there's still great vehicles, but it was more of a, you know, uh, I don't know. It seemed like it, it It got a little shiny. You know what I mean? This These earlier ones are are still pretty, pretty dirty. Um, um,
2: and then they go two nights. Um, the Riverwalk. Yeah, the only,
1: the-, the only multi-night run in the tour.
2: Yeah. And uh, just two two more great shows. Um, First Night, March 31st, Stoned Me Opener, um, Postcard B of D, Henry Park, sorry, Littlekin, legba postcard bmd mm-hmm. parsons to close again it out.
1: late first set just you yeah. know bringing it bring the heat big time
2: just, just throwing in just throwing in a postcard so that's a <laughs> one two three four five <laughs> six seven eight nine yeah, that's a 10 song first set um second set conrad opener um stop go bow leg and mid second set close it out with driving disco blight driving um and then a takeout closer um, yeah and then finishing it off with the slow porch in the encore. So uh creative show set list wise, um, good performance, but it's always been a little bit, actually a lot sort of uh, outshone by, by the next night, but, yeah, uh, but another solid show. And these shows, then the, again, these tapes all, both also sound really good too.
1: Yeah. So the next night is April 1st. And I, and I feel like there's some, is there, vi- I think there's a video of some of these, I'm not sure which night, uh, maybe it's the blackman maybe it's this night i'm not sure um there's some stuff on youtube but uh yeah again um you know great first set you get a walk on c brown which is i feel like that's a a 96 i mean really first set way to the world walk on c brown proving ground me and the devil greta fishwater hatfield rebirtha chili like seriously (laughs) I mean, I was like, you know, all, up until now, I've been kind of reading highlights, but like that one's just, you know, just, you got to read the whole thing.
2: It's pretty stupid. Uh, I mean, it's just yeah. a, um, yeah, that is the greatest hits first set for sure. And then again, and, and the proving me and the devil talk about some darkness mid first set.
1: Yeah. Well, that's and it. you know, and they're playing basically, in you know, in the middle of the river anyway. So that's pretty cool. And um, I mean, you know, I felt like that was, I guess they still do this kind of thing, but it's like the second set has david blackman on there and then like it was almost like when they had a big guest that was going to be coming out then they like they they loaded up the first set for whatever reason you know what i mean to like to make up for it like you know this is the only like pure panic you're going to get tonight so we're going to make it you know count and uh so but then it's not like the second set lets up because it's like the last dance opener uh, and also keep in mind, folks, this is literally the show before Huntsville. Yes, These so are best, yeah. like,
2: yeah,
1: there's no again. They're not uh, you know they're not keeping things back to save for four three ninety six. Not that they knew that that was going to be you know maybe arguably the greatest show of the band's history. Um, they're letting it all hang out the night before. So last dance, uh, Wrangler, Low Rider, Tall Boy. Uh, and then Heroes, Holden, and then Blackman comes out for uh, Mercy, Makes Sense, City of Dreams, Orange Blossom, Ain't Life Grand, and then Nobody's Lost, No Sugar, Encore. So
2: and this is like man. the uh, the sit and ski reunion reunion set, right. um, bringing right. back back. And again, those are a lot of songs that they, I mean, I think they played on all these songs during the tour. Um, uh, but some great songs for blackman to be on mercy and city of dreams orange blossom are favorites but that no sugar encore is pretty uh, pretty fantastic this is a long show i remember that this filled up like this almost filled up a 90 meter dad harvey that's (laughs) all
1: i was gonna say that's like second set probably almost filled up a a a 60 meter um and uh you see again they bring greta back after just one show off so they're like clearly trying to to work that in you know the Knock all the you know tighten it up, <laughs> yeah. so um, and then we bring we go to the next night, I mean, I don't know that we do we i don't think we need to rehash this, we all know four three ninety six huntsville um it's you know it's a great show i don't I don't know what i mean I feel like we've already talked about it enough, I don't know if there's anything else we can say <laughs> we've um, done yes, there's that much more we can say. No, I mean it's a great it's a great set list. First set's fantastic. Um, it's I mean in a lot of ways though it's interesting to see, looking at the set list, having just looked at that uh, that Augusta show. In a lot of ways, it is sort of like what's left, you know what I mean? Because they really did just drop everything on those two shows, um, and so you don't get. It's not like all, and that's maybe why it's so great because it isn't necessarily like the the hits of the hits, you know what I mean? There's, there's no fish water, there's no chili water, there's no um, bar stools or, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just um, no Hatfield, no, you know, it, no Wrangler it's, but it's everything else. Right. And it's, and it's all done so well.
2: It uh yeah. I mean, it's just, it's probably best ever versions of several of these songs um, first sandbox in um, the first set. Um The Maggot Can't Get High Still Gets Me. Um, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the the Can't Find My Way Home uh solo Encore, I think is just it's is note perfect um, yeah. in so many ways. Cause really what else is there to do? What else yeah. is there to do after that, yeah. after what they laid on them before? So um the next night in Statesboro, Georgia, which I believe was one of the very first episodes um, that we did. I had a okay. in honor yeah. of Statesboro. So oh, so long ago, back in the Trump presidency, um, first set, you know, use rock opener, a machine bar, Sewell's galleon shows up again. Um, I believe the section we played on the show in the second set was a driving chunk of coal driving dream song, knocking around the zoo. And I feel like we mm. talked at length about that random dream song placement. Um, and then the encore um, drums doesn't show up in the regular set, but it shows up in the encore um, in the middle of a uh, low spark. So another great show um, after again, what many consider the uh, the greatest show ever. So it's a perfect little afterglow show. And, yeah. and then, I mean, I will, I mean, the rest of the tour is good, but it definitely was building. This was the peak, this for, mm-hmm. for, I mean, this five show run leading up to four, three, four, four. And then the rest of the shows are good, but they don't reach the heights that these, this, this early, this early stretch did.
1: Right. I feel like there's definitely moments to be had uh, through the rest of the tour, but yeah, as far as like uh, front to back shows, it was almost like, they kind of like got their, got their legs under them and realized, so, Hey, you know, we need to finish the tour without setting everything on fire. So. <laughs> um,
2: um yeah and then they they f- close out this first part before they take a long break um off in Panama City Florida um and the show's fine there's nothing wrong with it Yeah no that. I had
1: I listened to this t- I had this on cassette pretty early on and I listened to this quite a bit I enjoyed the show I mean uh second second set with uh you know Ain't Life Grand Hatfield rebirth of Fishwater Sea um, Brown Gimme and then going out west, Greta, Chili, Jack, drums, Chili. I mean, that's that's a pretty good, pretty good second it set. Was
2: bad. I am just saying, it just wasn't, <laughs> just didn't reach the high. Brazel, high, high, right. high I, I, I get it.
1: Yeah, it was uh, the what is is it the Denouement? What is the 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 end, the, the ending after the the uh, you know the big <laughs> the big peak? Is that right? Did I get my literature? sure term correct you're
2: you're the english major not me
1: i know i look it up on wikipedia so i know what i'm talking about
2: please do um so the band takes three nights off while harvey's looking up wikipedia and heads to another college show um unc Wilmington, april 9th 1996 we covered a show april uh october 9th 1994 with the uh maggot brain crazy crazy maggot brain uh sightings in that show um solid show um nothing wrong with it a nice uh first set diner um solace shows up again attached to pilgrims before porch song um and then the the thing that one of the things we've talked about at length uh, but really shows up a lot in 96 is the papa's drums papa's closer where the band mm, comes back mm-hmm. on stage for all of a minute and a half, and then
1: right, it's a glorious off. minute and a half, but heads yeah, it does feel a little. Next. Yeah, it feels like a little, uh, you know, a little bit of a letdown. I feel like I would often get that when they when they come out of drums with Papa's. As great as it is, I mean, it's, it's a great sandwich, but it's just, yeah, it's not quite. And then uh, steps um,
2: off stage for five or six minutes and then comes back and then flips you the bird with the make sense to me on car, which I think is a, that is a flip the bird. Encore. You,
1: it's, you yeah. But without, I don't think you're going to get any argument from me. Um, that's a, for, for sure. The first one of this tour. Um, and uh, yeah. Had the canals opening. I feel like that's, you know, maybe it would have been a long, long day there at, uh, at UNC Wilmington and they were ready to shut it down. Ready to after shut the it down. canals. <laughs>
2: Um, um take a day off and head up to Virginia to Hamden-Sydney College where they panic had played several at least once before that if not more time i think they played there well, I should not top of my head Harvey i've lost i've lost my mojo um but April 11th 1996 and uh let's get down the business opener smoke and burn happy shows up in the first set love the holden greta hatfield um and then we get a uh down on the farm siding post drums in the second mm-hmm. set, and then about as good a, of a post drums. Um, the down on the farm driving is one thing, but then airplane pusher man proving ground. Um, yeah, that's a strong way to finish out that set. And then with the s- send your mind solo encore Two so, flip the second, bird,
1: second it. straight flip the bird encore. I mean, in some ways, though, I do feel like after that sort of post drums you're missed like if you're getting anything out of because dr- th- that was the thing about that makes sense to me is you're it's you know papa's drums papa's and then makes sense to me i mean it's like bleh, you're not getting anything after drums at least this show you get yeah. you know you get the end of the driving song you get down on the farm into driving and then three more songs before the encore uh, yeah i mean that's reasonable
2: they had uh, played at Hampton Sydney College five times prior to four eleven ninety six, and then played there again on four eight ninety nine.
1: Spring ninety yeah. nine, yeah. And uh, so it looks like this they played f- there
2: during Greek Week.
1: Uh, this is uh and this was a free show, not the and not the only uh, free show of the tour, as we'll find out later. Yes.
2: Uh, then they head south, so they went from North Carolina to Virginia to South Carolina. Nice job, Brown Cat, with the rooting. Um, to play the baseball field at, at Clemson on April 12th, which they played uh, there in 97 was the next time that they went there. They played at Little John, so they went outdoors and moved indoors. Um, I always liked this show. I always liked the Sea uh, Brown Fishwater Openers really solid, and um, Gally and Chili Mercy Drums Chili in the
1: second set were always
2: favorites. <laughs>
1: Nice. Yeah. And you get the, you get the head nod for, for playing at the baseball field. Yep. Um, Yeah. And now, and finally back to a two song encore, even though maybe not the greatest, I mean, that's, it is at least two songs.
2: (laughs) It's at least two songs. Um, and then back North to Virginia. So now we're going back. We're going to, uh, I believe you call would you call this the Tidewater region? Norfolk,
1: mm-hmm. Virginia. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The, uh, field house at old dominion university, the monarchs playing host to panic on April 13th and AFD, uh, three open, three strong openers right in a row. D glory, please. Right, to start the show. Um, a random detached, nobody's fault, but mine in the first mm-hmm. mid first set. Um, and then the second set. So where it gets, uh, where it gets pretty interesting. Um, let's get the show on the road. Uh, Michael Stanley has passed away. So I believe since the last time that we did this show. So, yeah. um, the, uh, the Bruce Springsteen of Cleveland. And, uh, this is,
1: and this is the first one of the tour. First one since, yes. uh, Sit and Ski.
2: Yep. And then, yeah, let's get the show on the road. Set opener, really great diner, Genesis radio child. Ain't no use. I'm not alone. Conrad stoned me. Uh, and then Pilgrim Sol- Pilgrim Solace, Solace finds its way in, in, in the set again, but this has been one, always has been one of my favorite shows of the tour. It's it's just great from start to finish.
1: Yeah, I don't I'm not super familiar with this one, so I was glad to. I mean, it looks really nice on paper, and I'm not here. I uh, hear you saying you like it, so I'm yeah. on board.
2: Um, and then they head back to North Carolina. So we've gone uh, we've gone down.
1: Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, 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 up.
2: Yeah, like a deep code. Um, to play at the old Carmichael Auditorium Ed, on the campus of University of North Carolina, April 14th, 1996. Uh, stop, go, cream puff opener. Um, great, great way to start the show. Hatfield, mm-hmm. Greta, Parsons to end the first set. Um, sandbox, show, uh, the drive, driving sandwiches in this whole tour are really strong. Um, but this is a, this one's always been a favorite with the driving, going out west, driving sandbox.
1: And uh, how do you feel about the uh, Dream Song Red Beans encore?
2: It's the second time that we've had Dream Song Red Beans, although we had She Caught the Katie at the beginning. I feel like I've seen a Dream Song Red Beans encore. I would say that, by and large, I would prefer the Dream Song by itself encore. Mm. And you're though, such
1: a grump. I, you, just, am, you don't like am, to have fun. I am anti
2: red beans. I have been uh, anti red beans uh, pretty much since day one. Mm. So say what you want.
1: It's no, it is. It's hard to listen to red beans when you stand there with your arms crossed, and I and I get it. <laughs> it's not a whole lot of fun when you don't ever, you know, move your body or dance, or you don't
2: you know, ever move. You don't really just get outside of yourself and outside of your head um right. yeah I you, mean, I, you, I you Jeff
1: would not you would not survive at a cowboy mouse show is what I'm saying
2: <laughs> no I barely survived the Fred LeBlanc sit-in on uh, mm-hmm. drums on uh, July 5th 1997 um but yeah that's good uh, see that's good that's a good historical panic burn Harvey that was yeah. awesome. nice um, but no I have All never right. let red beans take over my body uh, <sighs>
1: You got to you know, you do hey, it
2: for post COVID now, Harvey, it's a new day. Maybe you we'll think go you see can it, do it? Here, at, here at memfo. And, uh, would you well, dance,
1: would you dance if they played red beans at memfo?
2: At memfo. Um, I'll put it on yeah. the table as a possibility. One step at a time. Okay. You got to book the gig first. <laughs>
1: um, okay. So, and then they take, uh, after the, you know, the back and forth back and forth of, uh, so, you know north carolina south carolina virginia um they uh they take three days off 15 16 17 i wonder what they did what do you think they did between um chapel hill and louisville for three days i don't know i mean they Dude, certainly uh, didn't go back home right i mean
2: were there any canceled there was well the canceled show comes later in the tour so that was not an issue um, yeah uh, I don't know. Maybe they went to uh, like Mammoth Cave or something like that. Maybe,
1: maybe, yeah. Or maybe they hung out at uh, you know, Schools is from Richmond, right? Maybe they went and hung out at his his family with <laughs> his family or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um. All right. So next show April eighteenth uh, at Bellarmine College in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, this was actually you know a little known fact. This was my wife's first show.
2: Uh, oh, that's right. Rachel
1: went to which, this show. Right, and I did not go. We actually didn't meet for another year when our first our one of our first really first official dates was the palace show in ninety seven um so she was not a big panic fan before she met me, but I guess this was you know something to do on a whatever night in the in kentucky so um this is a so good show. I always did have it.
2: any good uh any good stories from this show?
1: She said, yeah, her story is she didn't under she didn't know any of the songs except lowrider <laughs> <laughs> something tells me that that other people have had that same experience oh
2: totally for sure
1: so um, but i think she said she had fun
2: it uh bellarmine's bellarmine's now a uh division one basketball school so that's exciting Yeah Um, yeah. This is a pretty This is a solid show I like the uh, There's some There's some down notes But uh The uh, Big fan of the encore In this show Porch song uh, Slow porch There's nothing
1: Winner It's a pretty straightforward But I I think the The disco low rider Love tractor is Is fun Um And uh And the smoke You know The burned faceless Happy wondering There's your Mm -hmm. uh Your your panic helps with Frank Um (laughs) And Uh so but you know they were obviously they take a few days off so maybe it took them a minute to get to to knock the dust off um and so, then after this they go why uh, are we that'll that, never not be funny
2: that's the shirt that we should that we should have made is uh yeah. smoke and burn happy wondering is greater greater than help slip franks i think that's right that. <laughs>
1: um so the next night they go to Denison university at Granville, Ohio for a private show. Um, and, uh, I don't are, I guess, are there tapes of this? Yeah. Party. Okay. Yeah. We
2: completed well, we, we
1: completed spring. And air, we, so. We've okay. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll cut this out of the show. It's pathetic. But, <laughs> um, but one thing that always stuck out to me was, and I'm not sure, you know, where the information came from but the, the the band on the china cat band on the yes. run sound check right and that that was in the you know early early days set list collections and it was like Ooh, what is that about
2: yeah but, That's, uh, yes that was the uh first started hanging out on the companion online and seeing that was like oh my god there's got to be a tape of them doing china cat mm-hmm. um, yes and then of course band on the run shows up yeah four and and a half half years years later (laughs) Mm -hmm. um the next night of course is the show that we've done a i believe we did a at least one episode if not more on uh buckhannon a show that harvey attended of which there is incredible video footage of moshing and (laughs) uh crowd surfing
1: crowd surfing and um, let the record show that i was literally in the front row of that and and lose and couldn't believe what was happening that there were people <laughs> crowd surfing over my head at a panic show but um, um one of the yeah, the first set well, the first set has, has some good stuff but really the second set is what is going on in the show and what's really cool is you know so this is a free show for students at west virginia wesleyan college and um for everybody else it was five dollars and um so they were all in there you know going crazy and then i think they i think they all left at set break and um and even and everybody could it was like you could go out and come back in and uh so everybody left and then just us hippies went back in for the second set and we got treated uh there was no there was no mosh pits or crowd surfing in the second set there was just a lot of uh Lot of melted melted faces because <laughs> yeah. there's some there's some gnarly stuff happening mm-hmm. so just check it out if you have we played uh, probably most of the second set uh on the podcast but uh check it out it's really good uh super great early Greta and uh the dirty business love tractor dirty business it's just the second sets all over the
2: place um the next night in bolsburg pennsylvania which is in uh, uh the tussie mountain amphitheater april 21st which is near state college uh, and so i'm reading on their website because i was uh, like who else has played at tussie mountain amphitheater um looks beautiful um nice view of mountains in the background um it was the best place to see live music in state college for several years Mm. Um, but has entertained performances, or has entertained Happy Valley with performances by Bob Dylan, Willie Nelson, The Beach Boys, Widespread Panic, Government Mule, Def Leopard, Jefferson Starship, Rusted Root, Toad the Wet Sprocket, Third Eye Blind, and Our Lady Peace.
1: Wow, it's um, quite a quite a uh, diverse uh, collection.
2: Yeah, I have seen. I've seen a lot of those bands, but I have not seen Jefferson Starship. Um, I think uh, it's okay though. Um, but this is a, this is a great show. And this is mostly talk about the second set. Uh,
1: well, I don't, there's, I feel like there's, there's well, a lot of like create, oh, we can get in the second set, but like just looking at it, I feel like this is a peak setless creativity, right? Um, nice. I mean, obviously, Disco C Brown opener is fantastic. You get a Wrangler Red Beans. uh, Hate on Red Beans all you want, but I mean Red Beans is a first set closer. Uh, I'm I will take that as a first set closer.
2: I just don't like it it as my course on them.
1: Okay, no, fair enough. Um, And then I'll I'll let you go into the second set, but you get a an inverted takeout porch. You know, you get a Roberta porch takeout to start the second set. So, anyway cool That's stuff what happening. Actually you, well, start talking about but okay any, well, then
2: we're out of practice <clears throat> delete this whole section too um but yes the Roberta porch takeout out tall boy, there's a lot of arrows in the companion um they did stop at some point um but my highlight is the driving hopeless world driving breathing slow um probably one of the one of the best, if not the best, version of Hope in a Hopeless World, which isn't saying a ton if you're on others' mixed feelings about that song, but this version's really great. There's a really nice jam out of it into the back half of driving song. Um, it just is one of those things that I heard probably 15 years ago and have or longer ago and haven't haven't really revisited until um, this year. And it's great. And then Mercy, nobody's fault, walk on chili after all that.
1: Um, yeah.
2: And then, and then, to just say, "Well, you know, we did all that." They could do a flip the bird, um, but they could have. I think
1: a flip the bird would have been totally acceptable totally okay. in, Instead, in a situation. They, like this,
2: they go, they go, they go back. Oh, they go all back nineteen ninety five with the uh, uh, bringing back early with a uh, vacation and to get up early in the morning, which uh, the first early since Sitinski and uh which i didn't really they play that song a bunch of times this is the next to last version of early they played early over 50 times which is crazy to think about um but yeah that was a an encore staple for uh 94 95 uh, i think we played yeah the, i mean it was it was five an encore um,
1: before before true. jojo had any like you know original songs basically yeah that's true that was the jojo uh, showcase show song but this is a great but, uh this is a great show. Yeah, no, it's a great set list. So um, and that hopeless world, yeah, it's like, I think it's almost 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you get no drums. And I feel like that in a lot of those cases, you get these super stretched out songs almost in the place of drums. Mm-hmm. Um, but the great part about Spring 96 was even if you did get a drums, it was like six minutes long. Yes. So, you know, it wasn't painful or anything that's true.
2: Um, then they had take a day off and then head to Providence, Rhode Island to Lupo's heartbreak hotel, April 23rd. Um, this is another one of my favorite shows from the tour. Um, the tapes from this show don't sound awesome, but I think they're reflective of the venue. Um, yeah.
1: It's a little place. I mean, yeah, it's a and club it and sounds- panic. Did not hit, I mean, they were still, I think up North were not quite, you know what I mean? They were not pulling in big audiences, uh, Obviously, because they're playing, you know, basically clubs at this point. <laughs>
2: um, but this is a good good show. Uh, pretty standard opener, with Send Your Mind Walking, but uh, Holden, Greta, Sleepy Monkey, uh, which in 96 means one thing, but in later years certainly <laughs> means something a little different. Uh, Can't Get High Glory Pilgrims, Help Me Somebody. Second set, though, is I think, again, where the where the money's at. Uh, airplane, Arlene, Way to the World, Take a Little Break, Diner, bar stools. Thank You, bar stools, and then Fishwater, Jack, Proving Ground, um, to close it out. And yeah, like you said, this is a small place. And again, I think that's one of the things it's like the tapes are reflective of it. The, the crowd's pretty active on it, if I recall, but it, the tape sounds small. It sounds tight. It sounds hot um, mm-hmm. in the room. And that's a, I think that's always a cool little feature But you know, before the, the band was playing consistently playing larger venues
1: right yeah and so then um, the next night again I think a, a pretty small venue uh, in uh, in Hartford the Webster theater um, and I don't know that I'm that I'll I am that i i do not know that I've been considering my wife is from from Hartford I should probably listen to this but I don't know that I have do you know this show very well
2: a little bit um, it seats 1200 okay. uh, wikipedia told me that um and they've they've hosted bands from megadeth slipknot fear factory deftone deftones max creek leftover salmon insane clown posse and the slip among
1: many others so Mm. um, i guess that's pretty i mean i doubt it was sold out but it's a little bit bigger but it's not like a seated you know it's a you know ga theater i think
2: so Um, anyway but it's a yeah, pretty good show. Um, again, middle first set where it kind of gets interesting. Genesis, you got yours. Hatfield, uh, Big wooly, and then an LA traveling light first set closer. Um, Second set's good. It's solid and uh, nothing that's going to melt your face off. But kind of like we said, I feel like that they there were some moments in the back half of the tour, but the money's where the, the, is in the uh, first the first half of the tour. Um, the next, so next we're, night. We're,
1: we're rounding the turn and coming home, right? We got about three shows yep. left, uh, yep. in the tour. And so they go to the cap. was the first time they played the Capitol ballroom. Yeah, uh, I think so. It is. They um, played it the next night on four next year on four twenty in 97. 420.
2: Um, Katie Parsons started off, um, smoke and burn, happy wondering, um, first yep. set. <laughs> um, Second set is got a lot of, got a lot of hits. Mr. Soul Fishwater started off blight tall boy gradle and then a chili. And then Papa's drums, Papa's, which they stay out a little bit longer for a takeout porch song. And then, uh, they knocking around the zoo and red beans,
1: a lot of red beans in spring 96.
2: Short little show only about two, two out, two hours and 15 minutes. Um, the, uh, Lupo's show is a little bit longer two and a half the the tussie mountain show next to the uh augusta show might be the longest two hours and 40 minutes that's a long show um they're supposed to play on april twenty sixth, which they would have had uh and but that show got canceled and that was oh. supposed to be at the Nelson Field House in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. It was canceled due to a lack of ticket sales, Harvey.
1: Ouch. That's never do good.
2: Those, do you think those kids ever regret not going to that show? They should. <laughs> um, hmm. they had one, they had four shows canceled this year, three shows canceled on the spring on the summer tour. Um, the which we'll get to when we can talk about the summer tour. I, I don't want to jump in too soon. No. Have you ever, have they ever canceled the show that you were supposed to attend?
1: Uh, Yeah. Tw- uh, twice. I've had two. I well, they were, they were, I guess the one was rescheduled um, on the, for the street survivors tour, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, so the first one was, uh, I think it was the Taft theater in April of 97, yep. maybe. Yep. Uh, and that was rescheduled because that was the only day that they could schedule Billy Bob and Laura Dern to be in Arkansas to shoot the, uh, uh, Ann Avis video. Oh. So, um, they, so that was, that ended up being the September 12th. Uh, not, I think they basically rescheduled it for the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so that was kind of a bummer. And then the other was, uh, the, the Traveling Light tour was supposed to start in Cincinnati, mm. uh, or not start, but it was in early. Uh, let's see what because it started out west, right? So, yeah. Um, I think it was probably supposed to be, uh, yeah. So no, but it was. It was after they came back from Europe, right? So they they were out west in early June, and then they went to Europe in late June. And then they were to come back i think it was july 1st was going to be before the milwaukee show Summerfest was supposed to be cincinnati and it was going to be um Bela fleck and the flex tones leftover salmon and like somebody else
0: mm-hmm. it
1: was the only show of the tour that Bayla was going to be on um and it got canceled because riverbend flooded there was a big rain and riverbank got flooded and so they moved it to basically the last show of the tour, uh, August 2nd. And instead we got G love and Todd Snyder, uh, which, you know, I mean, that's fine, but I, we were all really excited about the, the you know, seeing Baylor and, and left her salmon, but, mm-hmm. um, anyway. Yeah. So those were both kind of, uh, you know, bummer results. What, what were your, what were your canceled or so-
2: shows? We originally bought tickets for the Mid-South Music Festival in Memphis on April 24th, 1998. Um, It was supposed to be at the fairgrounds. And probably in in 98, it would have been inside the Coliseum because the Coliseum was still open. Um, So they canceled the entire festival. I don't know. I don't remember who else was supposed to be on the bill besides Panic, but it must have been pretty decent. The funny thing was, is that's the week before Beale Street Music Festival, um, so it's weird that they would have done. I got to do. I got to do some research into this. Is to see why they would have scheduled the music music fe- competing music festival the week before Beale Street, at a different mm-hmm. venue. Um, but of course, Panic does play Beale Street Music Festival on May second, um, so we scrapped those plans and then actually went to Nashville for River Stages, where we saw Panic on May first, and then saw Panic on the way home in. Iowa City on May third, the set closer, and then also the next year, uh, they canceled the show at Floatright Park in Somerset on uh, July seventeenth, which was supposed to be after the Peoria show. That was on a Friday night, and this was a Saturday night. And then so they had the whole weekend off before they headed over to Michigan and played at the Pontiac Plaza,
1: Phoenix hmm. Plaza, in Pontiac. Michigan. Oh yeah, we talked about we've talked about that show before. Yep, we have. So those
2: That's are the two. Idea. Those are the two shows, and then they had a show canceled summer of two thousand in Buffalo due to lack of ticket sales, and then of course the whole European Euro, Europe two thousand one tour, and then the two thousand two tour was canceled obviously because of Mikey. Um, but they haven't had a show canceled since fifteen, so that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, it helps so when anyway. you only play you know ten or twenty shows a year. And-
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well. Um, yeah all right so where did we leave off we were in we're at, uh we're at we're, gettysburg we're at gettysburg, gettysburg okay and, so uh, this
2: and is from it. good
1: homes opens There's right everybody's phones, about, from good homes aren't you a big from good homes fan
2: no i'm a big uh no. xanax 25 fan
1: actually no i uh i like from good homes they're fun um Todd Schaefer from railroad earth. He's the lead singer. And, oh. uh, and I would also say if you're, uh, if you have kids, highly recommend, uh, so the bass player for from good homes is a guy named Brady Reimer and he now does like kids music. And it's really, really, I mean, if you, I guess if you don't like from good homes, you probably wouldn't like it, but I mean, it's really quite palatable as far as kids music goes. Um, it's, yeah, uh, I still play it for, like it's the boys' like wake up music. Uh, it comes on when you know for their alarm, but um, yeah, Brady Reimer and the Brady Reimer and the little band that could that's what his uh, band oh, is
2: called. It's a great name,
1: and uh, yeah.
2: um, so April 27th, Gettysburg College, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Um, this was one of my earliest tapes, I believe. Um, and it was one that I shared with a lot of people because I didn't have many other tapes to share. Um, as even especially after, uh, I saw the band for the first time and started extolling their virtues to anybody and everybody that would listen. Um, there wasn't a lot of panic bootlegs circulating around Lacrosse, Wisconsin at that time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just a, a handful. So this one made the rounds quite a bit, um, a monster 15 minute diner in the second slot. Um, airplane heroes disco um, mid first set was a favorite but it, the second set again is is one of my favorite favorite uh pieces of early panic um early panic and early in my life my panic life um Greta shoes, holding drums splinters traveling light um it was, it was just it's really good but yeah that massive yeah. First set diner uh, it was so funny because I remember distinctly remember giving this tape. Around so much and saying how great it was, and then sitting down and listening to it sometime like a couple three years ago and being like, Oh, well, I had better shows than this. Yeah, it's like all I had. So uh-huh. that was awesome. And then a double uh, to me, a double flip the bird encore with Chunkle coal Send Your Mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not good.
2: That's not, that's... <laughs> um, and then we go back to the state of Virginia. Uh, for their third show in the Commonwealth, sorry, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Um, Downtown Amphitheater, Charlottesville, Virginia. Was this a free show? It doesn't say it was a free show.
1: Agents uh, of Good Roots opened.
2: Yes. What can you tell us about Agents of Good Roots?
1: I don't know anything about them. I mean, I remember the the name of that band, but I never listened to them.
2: Um a show that I will be honest, I haven't listened to this show in a very long time, um, but uh, I do remember. Uh, and I just by looking on the paper, driving Hatfield, driving dirty business, jam pigeons in the second That's set. That's good. Pretty yeah. good stuff. Um, but yeah, sort of a usually uh, tour closers. We, we can, we've all, we've heard them. We know them. This is one that I don't know certainly is as well as maybe what i should um can't really say I that about like... uh summer and fall well, actually fall fall 96 sort of ends with a, a little bit of a blorp because of the, uh, oh, little the whimper. Po- power, uh power outage um but uh we've talked a lot about the summer to, uh, tour closer because that was a free show you went to so
1: yeah yeah um the uh, I don't know, it's something about when you get all those uh, peace songs together, like good things happen, you know. I mean, like the ends, second set, pigeons, papa Legba, pilgrims and port song, mm-hmm. um, and it's picking up the pieces in improving ground in the first set.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Good, good. But um, <laughs> it's a good
1: pickup, a l- good alliteration, yeah. and then
2: fish water, buddy. encore, encore yeah. to close down the tour. So, um, great tour all around. Find find memories not of attending those shows but find memories of wearing out the tapes listening to them you know so many especially years the
1: first uh the first two weeks you know yeah. from yeah. from three two through uh four four um yeah if you if, there, if you if there are any of those shows that you have never listened to you should go back and, and
2: we check could it. uh we can put some re- recommendations and kind of synthesize our recommendations uh we're going to close out with a with a clip that uh from the tour that y'all can listen to, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put in a couple of recommendations with some links that you can get you to re-listen or to panic stream.
1: Okay, cool. And, um, so, uh, thanks everybody for joining us. I know it's been, it's been a few months. Um, <laughs> and, you know, let us know, you know, we, we, I feel, I don't want to talk about existential dread or doom or anything like that, but, um, you know, we've, we've been doing this for a little while and, you know, we've covered a lot of ground and uh, you know, is this what, should we keep doing it? Like, not, I don't mean, I mean, I'm going to keep doing it whether you listen or not, but like, should we keep doing this or should we look at, you know, should we expand our, our portfolio? Should we start, you know, talking about other bands or uh, you know, other music that we're listening to, obviously we're wasting, Jeff's massive um, you know, knowledge base of, of uh, you know, soul music and uh, So you know, what do you think? Should we, should we do some more interviews? Should we talk to people about things other than widespread panic? Um, I don't know. So if you made it this far and, and you want to let us know, shoot us an email. We always appreciate hearing from folks. Um, bluest tape is it bluestape12 at gmail.com? Is that right? I
2: think so, yeah.
1: That's what it is. Or um, on our Facebook page, bluestape, or um, on Twitter, whatever your uh, preferred method of communication, uh, we're there. And uh, and we appreciate you guys uh, listening, supporting the show. Uh, and um, yeah, we're not going anywhere. I just want to maybe get some guidance on what you guys would like to see, uh, see us tackle in 2021 now that we're, or i mean jeff talked about maybe we should just be doing like uh live reaction shows of uh once panic starts playing again maybe we should be doing that so maybe we should switch to youtube jeff we could do like live live uh, video streams
2: sure long, like we can do that i'll clean up i'll clean up the closet first time clean up the closet. the closet yeah um but, yeah, let's uh let's close it out with the selection that we talked about earlier in the show. Um we've never played anything from this particular concert, so let's close it out with one of our favorite pieces from the tour April 21st, 1996, the Tussey Mountain Amphitheater in Bowlesburg Pennsylvania. And let's get a little bit of that uh Driving, Hopeless World Driving, Breathing Slow to close us out. Good to catch up, Harvey. We'll do it again soon.
1: Likewise. Take care everybody.
0: some of this.